ABC Primetime Radio. Making Atlantic City great again. To tell people that we are going to solve the problem of Atlantic City by building additional casinos is absurd. And only people in Trenton could come up with that type of an argument. Tracking the reinvention of Atlantic City. This is AC Primetime Radio with Mel Taylor. And he's a really good guy. So today we wanted to sit down with Assemblyman Chris Brown, one of the more outspoken opponents of North Jersey casinos. Assemblyman, welcome to AC Primetime Radio. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. So you're impressed with this podcasting thing, I understand. (laughs) Come on, you can say it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a powerful technology to share the good word uh, with a much wider audience. And nobody does it better than you. I appreciate that. Nobody does it better. I'm glad that you said that knowing that I am in control of this microphone. (laughs) Is that what you're trying to do? Butter me up a little bit. So uh, Assemblyman Brown, we bumped into each other just a few days ago at the uh, recent 9-11 memorial services. That's right. right. uh, On the Atlantic City boardwalk, a piece of the World Trade Center is on display there for all to remember. Pretty impressive event, huh? Oh, it was really phenomenal. And as a, a veteran who's been activated for war on two occasions, I really appreciate the support that you see from so many Americans throughout our community taking a moment to remember those who gave their lives uh, on that day. This is AC Primetime Radio. North Jersey Casino Gaming. You're familiar with that issue, aren't you? <laughs> Just a little bit, maybe? Yeah, we've been, work- we've been working hard to stop this for years now. Well, the advent of casinos and the push to move them outside of Atlantic City would not only be harmful and devastating to the people here in Atlantic County, but ultimately it would result in less revenue for the state. Uh, If you just think about the argument and the logic of those who purport that gaming will benefit the state of New Jersey, they say... The market is oversaturated, and because of the proliferation of gaming in the surrounding states, Atlantic City has lost business, and it is in trouble. And our answer to fix this problem of an oversaturated market is to build more casinos in North Jersey. The premise itself is absurd. The logic is absurd. And if you look at who stands to benefit, there are uh, people like Mr. Grawal, Mr. Fireman, whom I respect very much. They're willing to invest money here in our state, and I appreciate that. But they have their own interest that they are advancing. Now, I'm elected to represent the interests of the people who actually live here, not stockholders, not bondholders, not those who are trying to increase their monetary profit, but rather hoping that somebody is going to look out for that uh, single mother who has to try to work all day, take her kid to soccer at the end of the day and get home, and then know that she might lose her job in the casino because uh, somebody else is talking about opening a North Jersey casino. Unfiltered and undeniable. The new alternative media is becoming the dominant media. Because I've always enjoyed this work. Reimagine, reinvent, reinvest. ACPrimetime.com Are you in agreement with me that casino gaming all throughout the state of New Jersey is eventually getting here? Will eventually, uh, the monopoly in Atlantic City will eventually be broken, but for the time being, you are fighting hard to give Atlantic City at least a few more years of breathing room and reinvention room? Do you agree with that? Well, here's what I know. Um, Las Vegas was smart. 
And when they saw the proliferation of gaming going up all around them, they realized that they had to change their business model. And when they realized that, they were about 80% gaming revenue, 20% non-gaming revenue. It took them over 10 to 15 years to stop that and reverse the trend. Now they're about 75 to 80% non-gaming revenue and uh, 15 to 20, 25% gaming revenue. What does that mean? That means that they are now uh, positioned themselves that you can open casinos wherever you want, but they are a destination resort. Here in Atlantic City, if we were smart within the state of New Jersey, we would continue to make sure Atlantic City transitions and it transitions its revenue from strictly gaming revenue to uh, non-gaming revenue. When you get to the point where you're 75, 80% non-gaming revenue and only 25 to 20% gaming revenue, then you're not dependent upon a diminishing, shrinking market. There's nobody, at least in my estimation and in my view, no one's leading that charge to transform Atlantic City. Somebody got together in Vegas and they succeeded. And I, I agree with you, 10 years is probably what's necessary. But, you know, almost a full year ago, Atlantic County spent big bucks to hire Angelo Angelou from Angelou Economics. How did his mother give him that name? You know, that's just. <laughs> but I, well, yeah, but that Chris re- Christie, so <laughs> but that, Angelo well, Angelou. There. But that report, it's spelled out here's how you're going to not only reinvent Atlantic City, but all of Atlantic County. And Denny Levinson, he gets a lot of his money from Atlantic City. They haven't hired anybody to carry out that plan yet. That leads me to believe that, with all due respect, Atlantic City needs a kick in the butt. Uh, Chris Brown, Assemblyman Chris Brown. My name is Mel Taylor, and this is AC Primetime Radio. It's a bit curious to me that there isn't much more support, a more vocal outpouring of outrage from uh, a lot of the casino operators in Atlantic City. They don't seem to be assisting you, except for Mr. Giantonio and from resorts. He's opposing North Jersey casinos. But MGM, with all due respect, and Mr. Icon and maybe Tillman Fertitta over there, Gold Nugget, they have yet to speak up or put billboards. I'm assuming it's because they may want a piece of the action up there because part of the deal with North Jersey casinos, one of them, has to be connected with an AC casino. Well, I can tell you that uh, while I was fighting very hard to keep the casino referendum off the ballot, there was also the time and energy put in a meeting with uh, Mr. Giantonio, and I can tell you that uh, Morris Bailey, the CEO of Resorts, a better friend Atlantic City doesn't have, uh, began forming a coalition to uh, defeat the referendum. And I know that people like Mr. Uh, Tillman and and uh, others see that it is very important that casino gaming does not expand to North Jersey. Even though they have not been public about their opposition. At least it seems that way. Well, what what happened was initially we were going to form a nonprofit organization that could receive and expend money to fight the referendum. And an easier way to do it instead of reinventing the wheel was simply involving Deb DiLorenzo and the South Jersey Chamber of Commerce. And so uh, they have the No North Jersey Casino Coalition, which is working very hard. I have uh, met with and a meeting again with uh, 
Trenton's bad bet and the leadership there. And, and we were the first uh, to form a coalition called Stop North Jersey Casinos. And that is still active and still working very hard. This is AC Primetime Radio. Is the return of the Revel, now known as 10, how does that play in this equation now that we're maybe months away? Well, the reality is uh, all of the expert studies, which include a Stockton University, a Chamber of Commerce, a Northeast Gaming Association, and what they all found was if you build casinos in North Jersey, you will cannibalize the market in Atlantic City. In other words, there are only so many people who gamble, and you are simply reshuffling the deck. In Pennsylvania, their legislature did a thoughtful study on whether or not they should open another casino, which was in a, in a neighboring district of where one already existed. And they realized that it would not increase gaming revenue. It would simply cannibalize the revenue of the casino that already existed. Now, here in New Jersey... There are those who are trying to say that we are going to get additional people to come into our state. But the reality is, as Pennsylvania has defined through their legislature, as the study from Stockton University has defined, there's a finite number of people who are willing to gamble. And all you are doing is pulling them from Atlantic City decimating the market down here, not gaining enough revenue in North Jersey to compensate for the amount of revenue they lose in Atlantic City, and ultimately our seniors and and all of our families here in Atlantic County pay the price. So we are talking to Assemblyman Chris Brown. My name is Mel Taylor, and this is AC Primetime Radio. How do you respond to those who say, if we don't give people, gamblers, more options in the state of New Jersey, those gamblers will just gamble in Pennsylvania, in New York, possibly Manhattan or Philadelphia? Well, that's a misnomer. First of all, uh, those from other states who come to Atlantic City uh, will continue to come to Atlantic City. There is a handful of people who gamble from North Jersey who, for the convenience sake of it, travel across the border. And that is true. If you open a North Jersey casino, you'll recapture those few gamblers that presently don't come to Atlantic City. But the reality is you will wind up pulling 40 to 42 percent of the people in New Jersey who gamble in Atlantic City to simply go to North Jersey. By not generating enough income for the North Jersey casino and decimating the income for the Atlantic City casinos, thereby destroying your market while at the same time generating less revenue for the state and causing more problems. They owe $160 million to Borgata. I'd ask the mayor how does he intend to pay it those assessments i mean most tax assessments are based on comparables and since there were many casinos you know the tax assessor had to kind of pull it out of his you know what maybe what 18 months ago i started who's this chris brown guy it sounds like he's making some sense here he goes why are we not taking taking a good hard look at alcohol sales and entertainment and food why are we not adding that to the equation of taxation Well, you're exactly right. And that was a point. One of the things that I was trying to say is right now, when you only value the casino or in large part value the casino and the gross gaming revenue and the floor space, that's like putting a cigarette machine in an auto repair shop and only taxing the revenue from the cigarette machine. You need to look at all the revenue that flows from the casino. And clearly, if the property sold 
half for $900 million. Uh, the bondholders and the stockholders who approved that and who weighed and measured the deal realized that that's the fair value, which puts it at $1.8 billion. And instead, uh, we have uh, uh, continued uh, to tax it at a lower rate, which leaves the burden on all of us who live and work here. AC Primetime Radio. There's legislation that was recently brought up called the pilot. And uh, Senator Whalen uh, wanted the pilot to be where the casinos could either join it or they could opt out. Uh, Senator Whalen thought that if the casinos added to their their property, they shouldn't be taxed anymore. And they also uh, decided that it continued to go down and that you could simply tax the gross gaming revenue. So realizing, in my opinion, that that's a foolish plan and that it's a sweetheart deal for the casinos, uh, we were able to make eight amendments to that. For example, there's a 2% increase every year on the taxes, which we all understand just through cost of living, because if we don't do that, who winds up paying for it? That's all the families here in Atlanta County. Now, addition to that, uh, we made sure that Uh, We don't just view the gross gaming revenue. So you touched upon a a fact that the casino sold for half of it for $900 which made it worth $1.8 billion. That was what I was arguing from the beginning. I was pointing out that we're not taxing the casino appropriately and that the the reality where you just stick it at $120 million is a sweetheart deal at the expense of all the families. They need to be taxed, but fairly. And to simply hand them off a sweetheart deal wasn't the right way to do it. And when you when you look at the history and you realize that the first tax appeals occurred in the 90s, and it was during the 90s when Mayor Whalen refused to do a re-tax eval that led to $250 million uh, being owed by the city of Atlantic City when we were at our peak. And that money was bonded in order to pay for it, and those chickens are coming home to roost. Uh, the refusal to do a property reevaluation during the 10 years, despite being under order from the state, despite being under order from the county, uh, for whatever political motivation it was, left Langford within four years to do the reval, and which has led to the whole debacle that we're in right now. So, Uh, What we have to do is understand that the old ideas and after 35, 40 years of uh, the same uh, mistakes being made over and over again, uh, we need to change the way we do it. Who would imagine that the Borgata, the biggest employer in Atlantic City? is the biggest pain in the you-know-what to Atlantic City and Atlantic County. Well, the and, I, and I love the Borgata. We all do, right? Sure. The Borgata has an obligation of fiduciary responsibility to its bondholders and, and to uh, its uh, shareholders. And therefore, from a business perspective, I understand why they are taking some of the positions they are taking. What is frustrating to me is when you have weak-kneed politicians who for years have simply caved in and mismanage the city, mismanage the budget, mismanage building any infrastructure, mismanage the opportunities to broaden our diversity, and uh, then in order to make up for their incompetence, simply raise the valuations of casinos without any thought or without any legal basis to do so. So uh, the, the, the main 
uh, issue goes started in the 90s with complete mismanagement, with the fact that you're borrowing $100 million in order to run Atlantic City in the 90s when, 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 when you still have such a monopoly, when you start losing tax appeals to $250 million and you bond that money uh, off the backs of uh, their children and their children's children, those chickens are all coming home to roost. This is AC Primetime, AC Primetime. This is AC Primetime Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Who's got the juice? Who's got the teeth to get the casinos to play fair? Well, it's it, it's not necessarily a matter of having the juice or, or, or the teeth. There's a certain reality that uh, I've learned from whether it's my time in the service or from representing people in court. And if you allow people to bully you and to tell you what to do, they will. If you stand up to them and point out and fight for what is right, you will succeed. So being that you're a military vet, and thank you for your service. Are we too politically correct? Pressure cooker bombs at Seaside Heights, uh, New York City, the stabbings in Minnesota, even uh, our police officers being fired upon. Are we taking these kinds of threats seriously? Are we too politically correct? Can we finally call out radical Islamic terrorism? Well, obviously, the most important role that the government has is to protect its citizens and keep people safe. And using every tool that you have to do that is paramount. And I'm confident that uh, here in the state, with our expertise with the state police, as well as our interaction with the FBI and the federal government, that uh, everything that can be done is being done to make sure that uh, we keep every person in the state of New Jersey as safe as we can. There are certain realities to terrorism. For example, I had the privilege to go on a uh, trade mission to Israel this past, this past winter. And uh, while I was there, uh, obviously, a large part of the time was spent on the security and the defense systems of uh, Israel. And what you learn is while they did uh, erect a, a wall along their border and they have cracked down in the airport and they have been able to crack down at the other transportation hubs, it's then given rise to a frustration so there are not the organized attacks, however, you have the lone wolf who is out there for whatever uh, mentally ill reason that person may have. We are talking to Assemblyman Chris Brown. This is AC Primetime Radio, and my name is Mel Taylor. How do you feel after your very first podcast? <laughs> it was it was it was phenomenal. What an experience! Well, look at the equipment. You see how we're able to create a broadcast quality program here using such simple tools that a lot of them I got at Radio Shack. Really? <laughs> and, a- and Amazon. Okay. Well, that's equal, uh, equal air time for both. But I think, I think it's great. I, I like what you're doing. I think it's an important uh, tool to make sure that the public is aware of what's going on. We love local radio and local newspaper. They, they serve a great purpose. But people, um, especially in South Jersey along the shore, we're looking at something like 70, 80 percent of South Jersey shore homeowners or out-of-towners, how do they stay in touch, right? How do they stay connected? And so internet, online uh, information, online audio downloads, podcasting, we can spread the good word of anti-North Jersey casinos with my man, Assemblyman Chris (laughs) Brown. 
You like that? Oh, it's great to be here. We had, uh, there was a fellow years ago, his name was Sonny Schwartz, and uh, he was a newspaper guy, and then he wound up doing uh, radio. And so I was a, a young attorney, and I had just gotten back from the war, and he would have me on his radio show. And Sonny used to say things like that. He'd say, uh, uh, always stay on the sunny side of the street, y'all. And uh, Sonny was just a, a great guy, and, and similar to, you remind me of Sonny, in that your genuine concern for the community and the people and just trying to get the truth out to everybody. Yeah, I'm a Philly guy, and I moved down here full-time uh, about three years ago. Okay. And uh, so now I live on the border of the Ventnor and Atlantic City boardwalk. Uh, you're a Ventnor guy yourself, right? Yes, yeah, sure. Born right. and I spent uh, 10 years of my life in Atlantic City. I lived uh, when my dad died. I moved to Atlantic City, and while I was going through law school, I lived in Chelsea Village. Is it really true? When I'm listening to all the radio stations, and you create these promos, hi, this is Assemblyman Chris Brown, and you're listening to my good friend, blank. Are they really your good friends? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Each and every one of them. Can you do one for me right now? I'd be happy to. Go ahead. One, two. Hi, this is Assemblyman Chris Brown, and you're listening to my friend Mel on AC Primetime Radio. Sun, fun, news and info. From Atlantic City, this is AC Primetime Radio with Mel Taylor. Find us online at acprimetime.com. acprimetime.com and AC Primetime Radio, sponsored by Lacey Cleaning. The best in carpet cleaning and construction site cleanups, turnover service for those who rent out their properties. Make sure you reach out to the man. He is Chad, LaceyCleaning.com. That's L-A-C-E-Y Cleaning.com. And AC Primetime Radio, also sponsored by Get Smart Digital, the fastest growing digital marketing and online advertising company in the Atlantic City region and all of South Jersey. Visit GetSmartDigital.com.